Shit, we got some technical difficulties going on. Hey, what's up, y'all? Let me let me play the intro. I'm I'm tripping. I was getting my paper bag, man. Let me put the intro on, man. Y'all. Look, 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 look. Filmed in front of a live digital audience, the lunch break is a bi-weekly bento box of black empowerment. It's always seasoned, never salty. Boy, the dude with the fourth over, bro. Man, who is Professional. that? Yeah. <laughs> the man with no face. He he did it. He did it on that intro. But so welcome to the voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the lunch break. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm joined by Big Keys and Black Eyes, Black Narrative. As always, we have a very fun and exciting show. And before oh, we started yes. the show, I was chastised about the music. So I'm going to make sure <laughs> the music is at the right levels. Look at them over there giggling. All right, let's let the, get this show on the road. What's the first topic? Let's... I don't have a paper bag right now, guys. It's oh, busy day today. He's, he's, he's chilling, man. But the first topic of the day is there's trouble in Jackson, Missis in Jackson Mississippi. Um, if you haven't heard, um, Jackson, Mississippi is currently suffering from a devastating uh, uh, water crisis. And I'm going to roll a little, little bit of tape for you so you can see what's going on in The situation Jackson. right now in Jackson, Mississippi is worsening as residents there enter a fourth day without clean water. I mean, lines we're going to show you can be seen forming around the block at the water distribution centers throughout the area. Many residents say this is a problem that has been grossly ignored. And it's not a new problem. This aging water system has been around for a while, and this isn't even the first water crisis to plague the city. Now, th this is a terrible situation, but the reason why we're bringing this up because it um it ta it, it connects to a point Black Eyes made um on our last broadcast where it was, if we get reparations, but we're still under the dominant society systems, they could still sabotage us. So, Black Eyes, mm -hmm. what are, what's your thoughts on what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi? It's sad what's, what's going on, but it's something we've been trying to warn people for the past year or so. Yeah. Like, we kept saying that things would get worse. And we all know the government don't care about us. We all aware of that. We all aware of how the, how the police treats us. We all aware of that. But yet, we are still dependent on them. And when something goes wrong, we're going to them first instead of trying to handle things ourselves. So, right. it's like, so we still have a, a foundational problem of our mindset. We still want to run to the enemy. When something goes bad, when something like it easily, if it was pre if, if people were prepping up to this point, right? If, I mean, it'll still be bad, but it won't be as bad. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, that point had no water at all. Now, here's the thing: if if we got reparations, we would have more funds to prep. Would you would you agree or disagree with that? If they decide to use the reparations for prepping. Right, but how many people use that for use reparations? Like, yo, I mean, this is. How many yeah, people have assume... reparations? How many Black Americans have reparations? <laughs> None. But, exactly. but 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 what you doing with the money that you have now? You don't need reparations to buy water. You don't need reparations to, to prep. Some things could have been done now. Black Ice. Not everybody's in the six figures man club. Okay. <laughs> yo yo, you had to be six figures to have a have a pack of water from Walmart, bro. Will I'll say this? 
because a lot of our people like to use uh, the money that we do get on clubbing, going out uh, uh, to buy different liquors and just excessive uh, spending. Shoot, some sort of, see some dudes with a nice shoe collection and that's, that's not something cheap. So we have to learn how to allocate our funds a lot better because we're in a system where we cannot trust uh, 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 that their infrastructure or their uh, uh, different resources are going to uh, sustain us in the future. Because this is very dire. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it goes to an American mind state where food, water, everything comes from a grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we have that mind state, that's why, like, if the power grid goes down or a natural disaster, you know, or, or like a major attack. Right. Um, you know, a lot of Americans are going to die because we do. A lot of us do not know how to live off the land. We don't know how to be self-sufficient without we're, we're the infrastructure it. and the supply chain. There, um, you know, we're basically sitting ducks, or you know, we're just so. As in these situations, like you see, they play with the water. They need yeah. 1.1 billion dollars to to fix yeah. that water supply, but the town's like 80 percent black, so it's never. They're not going to get that. Uh, on the yeah. investment like they haven't gotten you know, and, 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 I, and i have a little bit more insight because like a lot of my family from mississippi i was yeah. born in mississippi i lived in jackson myself for for, for many years so i, I seen firsthand uh, how it was or how it is now you know and then you have a mayor down there who want to be drake like literally you look up the you look yeah. up the, you look up the mayor of jackson yeah, and, yeah. And you see him partying with jake and, and, and want to act and all these other things so so you, so you have a black face one of those things you have these symbolic yeah. positions and not really doing anything for black people, you know what I mean? And then, um, but I've been hopping on Twitter, and you know, I saw a lot of people in Jackson complaining about, you know, you know, they ran out of water because you're like, yeah, they hand out water, but they only have but so much water to hand out. Right, right. So the one person like, well, why not you just collecting the water from your house? Because part of the reason what happened what happened in Jackson because they got so many inches of rainfall back to back, which crashed the system that was already broken anyway. So, so, the, so that like is a drought with no water being provided. But then I think like, yo, it's raining outside. How about you get this rainwater? Right. And I say, it ain't that gonna completely fix the problem? Of course not. It ain't not gonna do that. But at least, it, but at least it, it alleviates some of it. You know, it makes it a little bit easier. It's about survival. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna survive with some mac and cheese right now. <laughs> the next topic we have, real quick, Black Ice. How how many generations back does your family go in uh, Mississippi? Mm, uh, I can top of my head at least five generations. I gotta see old paperwork. Are you on the 1860 census? Paperwork. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, okay. The intro. <laughs> so, uh, in other news, the uh, Nigerian government recently banned all foreign models and voiceover actors in Nigerian advertising media. They released this on uh, on uh, Twitter, alright? So they Twitter banged everybody. And so the, the government state that they're doing this to protect the local industries and the talent from foreign labor, which is a very reasonable thing to do. And, and I'm just shocked that Nigeria is getting rid of its own tethers. Are we seeing the catalyst of the foundational Black Nigeria movement? Is this it, fellas? I, man, when I tell you, when I found out this news, I thought, first off, well, I'm not sure as far as the political scheme in Nigeria, 
as far as uh, their relationship to uh, other blacks coming in. But I am glad that they're not going to be allowing any white faces, uh, Asian faces, uh, to be representing them. So I do believe that that is a good uh, kind of step and example for all of us to look towards, to be represented and see our own faces. And it's a kind of a, a protective measure because now their kids, when they're growing up, they're able to see a Nigerian face, a black face, uh, as a, an example, instead of, you know, white or Asian or what have you. You know, but you know, there's something, you would think you would say oh, something like that first over here by, by us, but we did not, you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, to still, we still had too many of our people who wanted to see themselves as gay first before they see themselves as black first. You know what I mean? Right. right. Or, yeah, and they, or I've seen a lot of black businesses that really want to, they really cater to a black audience than their own people. So, yeah. I mean, but I think we can learn something from this. I think it's a great idea what Nigeria is doing. Yeah, Keith, uh, uh, Black Ice doesn't have a, a black American hairline. That's for sure. <laughs> But to Black Eye, see, we, he, you don't see that here for one, because of there is a codependency in the black community. But two, we don't control the industries. Not to get too far down to that point, but we we not put we're not really putting people on. Even the black people that kind of put people on, they at, at the behind the scenes, there's a white dude they asking, you know. So. Yeah. Um, so it's like we don't have right now we don't really have the means to really enforce this like nigeria does now do we have the ability to not buy a vanilla isis album yeah right. but then you got like 60 percent of the rest of the country that will buy it so it's harder for us to enforce something like this you know but you had to you had to force when, I, when i'm speaking about it of course you can't do it on a national level because we don't own this place right, right, right. but i would think about even at the in our own communities like say i work with a lot of i work with a lot of black small businesses yeah and i came across a lot of black small business owners they would purposely nor have a black model for white ones because they want because they rather have white money yeah so so like so of course you can't do it on nigeria's level but you have to start small we had to start thinking like that in our own individual community before you be able to mass scale and, and basically police it you know, yeah. policing our representation and uh, who we are able to let in and let be our faces, you know, which definitely takes a certain kind of integrity. And also who we support as well. Yeah. You know. Did, what you say, Akis, you, you have the faces we see? Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm not one of the faces you see. You know, I'm not on that uh, list. We need <laughs> but, to see your face. We need to do a paperwork check on Akis. <laughs> Oh man, he's gonna take out the small and look like sexy dash. You know what I mean? He a half white, half Chinese dude from Jamaica. I'm Caribbean. You don't throw me under the bus like that. Technically, you're Caribbean. Yeah, but but I've met a lot of black business owners over the years, and you know, and and I even came across them talking about they're ready to hide. They they don't they don't even want to promote themselves as a black business. They they see that as being a negative. Yeah, I've, I've been like I, I run a telecom consultancy, and uh, you know I have white people in the brochures. I made sure I have black people too. You know I will balance it out, but I understand. Uh, but it, it goes back to uh, you know when we talked about I believe two episodes um, ago. We got to just stop looking for external validation. If we mm, look nice. together, if we just put our resources together and work insular then it doesn't really matter we can show the 
the images we want to show with one another. Who anyone got a part in thought? Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. As far as we need to stop looking for external validation, but that's a deep thing in, in itself. Yeah, but I would probably Nigeria. I mean, I think, like I said before, I think that's something we can learn from. It's an it's hey. exciting example to see. Hey, Akis, uh, uh, G Mummy says she wants you to give her a scarf. I don't know what she's talking about. That I think that's an internal joke. But oh, no, you let's have a, a couple of coffee. I'm gonna send a scarf, so let's go, uh, a scarf to Long Beach, brother. You can't <laughs> nah, have a scarf. <laughs> no, nah, y'all just need to leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone. So, uh, re, uh, man. Fat Joe and Buster Rhymes, it's hard to even have the words for these guys. Well, Fat Joe and Buster Rhymes, they decided it was time to do a takeover on Black Americans by trying to claim that hip-hop was their own, you know? And and so oh, it caused the whole storm online. Many influential individuals like Tariq Nasheed, Jason Black, Lord Jamar, Juan Brown, Marcel Dixon, everybody under the sun, they struck back with Ether. And those two culture vultures and everybody around them, they were left with no argument. They just kept saying, Charlie Chase, Charlie Chase, Charlie Chase, Charlie, like, okay, all right. Charlie Chase even said Puerto Ricans wasn't rocking with hip-hop in the beginning. But it brings to a larger point that Black Ice wanted to touch on. And I don't agree with this fool with his shiny <laughs> head. <laughs> but, <laughs> and let me get some of that lotion you got on your head. <laughs> that joint works. <laughs> and you, you guys, and you guys think I got a ring light? It's really his head bouncing off my monitor. It's like, <laughs> and it's like it's lighting on my face. But he's in a completely dark room. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Black Ice was saying, uh, "Are we spending too much time arguing about who made it if we don't own it?" Yes, Black Ice. Uh, yes, talk. yo. I've been seeing these Twitter arguments about this for like almost a month now. Like, like yeah, it is way too much. My my thing is like, who care who cares what they think? You know what I'm saying? For one, and two, it's so many and people act like hip hop is not documented. It's so many great documentaries and books about the history of hip hop. So so who cares, Buster and Fat Joe saying what they're saying? We know it. We, we all know it's not true, and it's well documented. So you know, people people lie on the internet every day. Yeah. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We let this kind of stuff go unchecked for so long that ah, now see. when you say when you say black people made techno, people are like what? Black people yeah. made house. What? Black people made rock. What? So my thing is, if, you gotta, if, if, you, if you got the energy to check these people, check the people who own hip hop. But can't you check both? Are they checking both? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> no. these, people, these people are not acting out of their own volition you know the dominant society sent them out there to go start trying to gentrify and take yeah, all right. creations so so but yeah but now they want to write us out of it socially as well okay and how so they write, I think they write it out on twitter bro it's twitter talk no, if you let them start saying that Latinos and Jamaicans made hip hop and we start going along with that narrative, then it's going to be in the books. Then it's okay, I'll put like this, bro. And there's not going to be any counter argument to it. And then they're going to end up writing us out of it like they did with techno and house and all that. You got you got white DJs and house and techno and all that. And there's like no trace of blackness in it. And we Yo, can't let they, that persist. See, see, see. 
here's my thing. They writing us out of Black history now in public schools, where Black people send the kids to public school. Yeah, but your kids are so, so 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 the 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 so you got it. There's things that we can control and and vehicles uh, we can push on. No, you, you can control all of it though, Jay. No, you you uh, you, you at one of them. One... Turn your turn your mic. Reach out and get new battery for your mic, bro. You mute it. <laughs> No, we, we still can't hear you. He can't hear you, bro. I think that there's like a divine, you know, intervention right there. <laughs> but I tell you, the smoke is real tonight. <laughs> Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me now? Oh, you got the now. Oh, you can hear me now. I got so worked up on him caping for Fat Joe and Busta Ron. I'm not caping for him. Yes, you are. You, I, just, you I just say they're liars. I, I heard acknowledge that they're liars. But I'm not gonna spend my time dealing with liars. People lie on the internet every day, bro. If you if you deal with lies on the internet every day, I ain't got time to do anything else. Yeah, but someone as big as Fat Joe, they and Buster Big as Fat Joe, they need they need some. Yeah, the nigga's big. Big, but, big uh, to who though? Big to who? I don't know. He weighs like 200, 300 pounds. <laughs> no, big, but big, big, big to black people. No, Fat Joe, it, it has a uh, uh, he's influential. To say that Fat Joe is not influential. To who? It doesn't matter to who. It does he's influ- matter. He's influ- influential in the United States of America, and if he puts that Latinos made hip hop, um, that and, can- who, and who gonna believe that? Latinos and some codependent Negroes. Did, did, did we just say that you don't need external validation? Yeah, we just said that on that topic. But we're not <laughs> asking. We for- do? But there's a difference between correcting the narrative and asking for validation. We are not asking Latinos to to validate that we made hip hop. We're saying, no, we made it. You might've been spinning around on a car board somewhere 10 years after we made it. Um, but no, you didn't make it. You might've contributed to it. You might've made a handstand, but Pygmy Markham was rapping and Cool Modi enough said that they was copying it. If you Yo, were Pygmy yeah, yeah, Markham- like, yeah, yeah, acting like Fat Joe and Dan Calloway talking about the slave trade, bro. We had TV, radio, and everything during this time. It's well documented that, that who made hip hop. So why are we already debating it when it's already been well documented? Everything's already out there. It's like it's like saying there's a bunch of articles online. People don't read all the articles; they read tweets. And, and, and if, mean, if you can come mean, back, if the, he's going to say it in a short form format, and all the ants, all the all the uh, the documentation that refutes it is in a long form format. We need to correct the narrative. But who gonna believe Fat Joe? Format. Who gonna believe Fat Joe? Black people or Latinos? Both. And if black people believe Fat Joe, then they deserve they deserve to be over there. This, this is what I was saying. The way I view the whole conversation, as far as who created uh, uh, hip hop, which of course we know we're, we're Black Americans, it's one of those things where sometimes people will drop bait and will run to it. Everybody will run to it, and now it's a whole debate, and now it's taken away from uh, certain things. The most powerful thing I think that we could do in a situation like that, if somebody says, oh, Puerto Ricans and Jamaicans made uh, 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 hip hop, you could just respond with one word, no. <laughs> and it could be as simple as that. You know, sometimes I feel like we give too much of a, a stage and- just, Yeah, you, uh, now you're acting like your whole witness is trying to convert everybody. People, Let them believe what they believe. Because people are going to be full of it uh, either way. And Yeah, but 
there's you people know, that don't know and so you when you tell them to read a book out there, that you're not being realistic i am being realistic and so how can so how do you talk about you want reparations how you want to be in power and you can't even read a damn book well i'm not I, go ahead I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say this to that point as far as you know there's people that don't know trust me the people that don't know if they're going to twitter to to try to get information there I, I don't think they're gonna learn much <laughs> Here, here's the thing it doesn't hurt it, it doesn't hurt to refute it and you could we could walk and chew bubble gum now if people just want to argue yes if they, people want to argue and just debate all day and they don't want to make any structural changes then that's one thing but i wouldn't want to paint everybody will paint the whole community with that broad brush i think that the heat that these people were getting was rightful heat and they needed to get this pressure fat I, don't, joe, I don't if you go on fat joe's twitter and uh -huh. Busta rhymes twitter every time they're posting there's people that are saying hip-hop was made by black americans and that's good because now anyone that goes they're going to see that they're going to see pig meat markham you might not agree but at the end of the day a 30 second tweet doesn't hurt anything it only hurts if that's all you want to do if you don't want to come back and be insular and work with other black people after that or uncold black people then it's a problem but if you're out i don't problem refuting it i have no problem refuting it i have a problem when you talking about it for a whole month and and, and then some about that's back and forth with these people that's, that's a different a argument that's a different argument but that's that's, 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 that's the same argument that's what my whole argument was about i never you said don't refute it i said don't refute it for over a month I said we've been talking about it for too long. Like, like why do you keep like why are you just talking to the idiots for over a month? Like, who, why are you trying to convince them otherwise? Because they keep out there talking. It's funny that we're talking about hip hop and you look like an old Jada Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's a compliment because he's one of the realists. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Rat. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you was from Mississippi. I didn't know your family was from Mississippi. My family. Oh, yeah, from yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, I was born in Mississippi. I'm born in Delta, man. But yeah, man. my family from Macomb. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know where that's at. Yeah, yeah. Home of Brandy. Yeah, we had exactly. Yeah, yeah Brandy man. from Macomb. A lot of people know that. Yeah, yeah. I want to say Oprah too. I think Oprah was born in Macomb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere that started with an M. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. in Chicago, but yeah. Yeah, Brandy's from Macomb. Snoop Dogg's up Snoop there. Dogg. Drove my my grandpa. Uh, my family out here to Long Beach. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we was all making that migration. But I don't like to say that because everybody likes to act like they know Snoop Dogg in, in Long Beach. So. <laughs> yeah, that's my cousin, bro. <laughs> like, have a seat or, or have, a, have a bowl of green. And so we're we're bringing it back <laughs> the, the kingdom of babylon there's nothing like the kingdom of babylon we see it all day and all night on social media and if you don't know what the kingdom of babylon is well babylon is an ancient society um but this is babylon and and we're gonna see um our first tweet so this is rakeem shabazz um i'm thinking he's muslim has a nice beard or he might be a he might be down with y'all too. Um, FBA is nah. now. No, 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 no,
Yeah, we know what he is. He's a jackass. Like, like, so, like, like Tariq Nasheed. Mm. All right. That's an FBA name. So FBA is now suddenly concerned with hip-hop culture and its origins, but they are never on here when we are discussing and shining a light on all the new talent on the indie scene. We've been been having these discussions for years. Where were you? This isn't really something you care about. Now, the the asininity, the inanity, (laughs) stupid freaking tweet. Like, just because people didn't come to some little conversation you were having does not mean... That is like the uh, barometer or the temperature of the entire population. Black people not talking about your indie rap little thing doesn't mean that Black Americans do not care about hip hop. Your point, your thoughts? Well, I can start off by saying that somebody didn't listen to his mixtape. <laughs> I can tell that somebody didn't. A lot of people didn't listen to his mixtape, and now he's up in arms, and he's just using this as an opportunity to talk about his mixtape. Be, be- Yeah, I I, I do want to say that as far as the whole thing of the conversation and the duration of it, now I I know there's a lot of people that could chew bubblegum and walk, but as we've seen with the Twitter spaces, there's a lot of of people that just want to talk. (laughs) You know, they don't want to chew bubblegum. It's walk and chew bubblegum. Get it right if you're going to say it. No, I said chew bubblegum and walk. Okay. I can say it backwards, man. I can... <laughs> see, see, see you, see you not FBA. That's why you ain't said it like that. <laughs> if you was FBA, you know how to say it. It's so easy to catch these tethers. I swear. <laughs> Let's see but, that airline. <laughs> but, 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 but they can't. They they can't chew bubblegum. They can't walk. They can't, they just want to talk. So, yeah. as far as the kingdom of Babylon. Some of those people are a part of it as well, right along with Rakeem Shabazz. <laughs> you know, but it's just so much talent in any scene. And like, it's a whole different class of rappers are blowing up now. I don't even know who the hell they are because right. they, they're blown up on the anything on social media. Right. So, so you can't say, oh, nobody pays attention to any people. All who take it over the industry now are independent artists now. Good bit of the music. Yeah, you don't need a big label anymore. Like yeah. these people are blown up themselves, are they on dances on TikTok? They promoted themselves across different platforms. They going on full tours with no deal. Right. So yeah. for him to say that, just let you know, he's just really out of touch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's really just trying to call static. That's all he's trying to do. He's just <laughs> trying to mix it up and uh and be problematic. And like you said, the keys. Uh, he had a two for one combo where you get a bean pie <laughs> and his mixtape <laughs> for twenty dollars. He sold like three. <laughs> so, so I was like, "Look, I'll pay for the bean pie, but do I have to take the mixtape? Mixtape yeah, free? Like, Fuck these mother suckers! Like, you can use the mixtape as a coaster. Yeah, like, these akatas don't buy. They don't like r- good rap. These akatas. Yeah, very smart. I like what Keith is saying. Very small movie, independent. Yeah, if they, if they got the ability to the hustle and and market themselves, definitely. There's no need to put yourself in debt with a major label. Well, it's the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You good? It's uh, the, the thing is, the internet per, uh changed the distribution mechanism. Now, the distrib- back in the days, the distribution was through the major labels. They had the like uh pressing and uh distribution companies like alliance that all the record labels work through so you had if you wasn't going through alliance then you wasn't going to get in retail 
nowadays retails online so all you got to do is master the marketing part well you got to make some good well you got to make music people want to hear i can't say gut music but you got to make music people want to hear you the the distribution is done on itunes uh, apple music spotify you just upload your stuff and you do the marketing so being independent makes all the sense in the world even record labels nowadays won't even pick you up if you ain't got like if you ain't already popping so yeah. like they don't the a and r function is totally different i think they're just looking to see who popping on instagram and then they bring you on but if you ain't got that popping single yeah they're not trying to develop you keith Weston right. said i'm right i feel i feel like oh I'm my smart now oh my god yeah <laughs> i've been validated i've been validated today but you know, it's crazy it's crazy when you're like you, you you had to make yourself hot to attract the major label but by the time you're hot if you're smart as an artist you don't even work you're already hot yeah but these niggas is dumb out here they high they just they on they on instagram they got a hot song i'm on lean i'm on lean and then (laughs) pop up the nigga like his his baby mama taking 75 percent of the deal and shit like they don't even these niggas out here then we've been looking at the contract it's almost like they can't walk in two bubblegum at the same time (laughs) okay i wish i had my uh, got your little sound effect all right <laughs> so uh i'm gonna get y'all some and we're gonna include, conclude the episode with a fun topic and with this fun topic i'm going to bring on the one the only mr dude what's, what's up, dude? up what's up what's up everyone how y'all feeling tonight Doing good. We, he came back with New York accent. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you feel tonight? Oh, yes, it's all good. And speaking of video games, Sonic Frontiers is looking to be well decent as people have been uh talking about it yeah actually looking maybe even some say actually good i mean that's actually a bit of a bold step for sonic in the video game realm to say a good game but it looks and people are saying this uh you know uh, i think uh, looking right now some articles it's like uh, one article just said right there off the brink uh, off the brick saying sonic frontiers new three minute explainer video is probably how sega should have started I'm like, well, and looking at it, he's not wrong because well, we well, first. Dude, hmm. what, what, what's the problem with it? What's the problem with Sonic Frontiers if there is one? Well, it's the open world formula trying to uh, ape off, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild, and it's you know they're trying to do all these other like you know we're trying to be uh, they're trying so hard to say this is Sonic, but with a little bit of a Zelda twist, but you know open world stuff has been uh, played out there's a lot of stuff that's open world and i don't think sonic or sonic team even though the last trailer looked pretty good i'm like do you trust sonic and sonic team to actually do something competent because duke we have one listener they just dropped um <laughs> not messaging <laughs> hey i'm i got i got a video of it i'm gonna show sonic frontiers real quick check it out guys 
Now, I'm an avid Sonic fan. I love Sonic. Um, but his games have been hot trash. And when I see when I see this game, I'm like, yo, this game is is trash. Them enemies look like um high school 3D uh uh art top draw. Yeah, they look so dumb. I'm like, what's look basic robot? Yeah, they look so basic. Man, the open world, like you, you playing Fallout. This was easy to animate. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it and the animation is bad. Sonic was running around there, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm like Sonic Frontiers. I think it's gonna be like a six or seven, a solid six or seven. Um, it looks, it looks. It's Sega is a lazy developer, and mm-hmm. this to me is 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 proof of how lazy they are. They reuse levels from previous games. They call them cyberspace levels. And then yeah. the open world is barren. There's no NPCs. There's no towns. There's no nothing. Sonic yeah. just running around is trash to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as somebody that, you know, uh, really used to uh, play a good bit of Sonic games, I never thought of Sonic and open world in the same sentence, you know? And then this is kind of proving it, uh, showing just how kind of bleak the world is. It looks depressing. And the, the characters, whatever he's fighting, it just looks like big old blobs of... Uh, Metal. Video game graphics thrown together. But you know what? <laughs> but it, it, it seemed like, it was, it, well, from, from the gameplay I've seen, it looked like it's more of a puzzle game than an action game. And I wonder if that anything to do with it. I think it's also, yeah. I think it's also, it's a victim of a bad rollout. And uh, and I know this was like a crazy summer because you know they didn't have an E3 this summer, so everybody kind of like started doing their own thing. And you know they probably didn't know how to roll this thing out because I think they rolled out like a. Uh, it was like it was like a, it was like a, a world demo first, right? Mm-hmm. They showed off the land first, and then they showed off yep. another thing second. Yeah, and I think that was just a horrible rollout. They should, like you said, they should start with the whole action trailer from the get go. Oh show. yeah. Hey, Black Ice. Black Ice. I know this ain't gonna be a shocker to you, but you're wrong. It's not a puzzle game. No, that's <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. But that, that looked like when I first saw it because it was barren, and then the game as soon as I saw it, he was solving puzzles. That's before they showed exactly. any action or anything. So when I first saw it, uh, it looked like a it was like a poster game. They don't want you to see them ugly ass enemies. That's why. <laughs> and it's just you know it reminds me you know it's just it's hilarious because I just uh, finished like you know a couple months back uh, streaming this game it reminded me of like Phoenix uh, uh, Rising. It's like an mm-hmm. old uh, game. I don't know it was a newish game that um, that's basically based on the Green Mist and all that stuff. And that, like, you know, it was cartoony and all this stuff. But the one thing I liked about it, the world was open. There was, like, different type of creatures there. Here, it's just, like, basic stuff on Blender or whatever type of 3D model, uh, whatever, that, you know, makes, uh, you know, all this other stuff that VX artists do, like, their first, you know, first uh, time doing it, like, in uh, high school. And say, okay, here's your enemies. Uh, Take them out. Here's simple (laughs) puzzles. And, uh, And here's some classic levels. Remember, you know, City Escape? Here it mm-hmm. is in 4K. Instead yeah. of just going on Sonic, you know, just you could get Sonic Generations for like ten bucks. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I just thought about it too. What, what, what's the release date for this? Um, I believe in. Yeah, it's. I, I was saying it might be a horrible timing because I just saw rumors today that the new Breath of the Wild trailer may be releasing like in a couple of weeks. Ooh, that's dude, and that gonna get everything. This game comes oh. out the day before God of War Ragnarok. No. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, that's bad. What are they, what are it's they going, 
We're gonna play this trash. It got it like it's so this would be tight. Like this got the level, it, the graphics are amazing, but it looks like it has the level of detail as GTA 3. I know it sounds crazy, but <laughs> yeah. it's like barren. There's nothing there. There's no NPCs. I'm like, Sega, man. I wish y'all would just sell Sonic to Nintendo. Well, at least yeah. they actually have consistently good games. Landscape. But I mean, meanwhile, like I said, like I said, the new uh, Zelda might be coming. You know, the trailers and such, which supposedly might be happening next week. Yeah, uh, correct. <laughs> and then you got like other stuff coming out. You got God of War. You got the uh, Gotham Knights coming out in October. And then supposedly, rumor has it, the AEW video game Fight Forever might be coming out like late December. So I'm like, at this point, in fact, AEW Fight Forever has more of a positive buzz for it because I think with the Gamescom, one like the best fighting uh, game um, right there. I go, it's like the best fighting game. Did you just call a wrestling game a fighting game? That's what it was. um, It was in the uh, genre of fighting games. The (laughs) nerd. Yeah, that's what it was in the, um, it, it won the Gamecom thing, though. That's what it was. And it has a lot of positive momentum on it. Sonic Frontiers is just like, okay, crap, we got a terrible first impression. And now it's just like, we got to just make sure. See, we, we there's some good stuff here. There's some good stuff here. But I think it's way too little, way too late. You can't make a second first impression. And I think it's just going to be uh a seven and then maybe like a year or maybe two years down the line people are gonna fly oh it's fine but it just never really uh did anything which is funny because right now sonic is hot right now they got like uh the movie is doing yeah. well and uh they got a there's gonna be a like a paramount plus series thing on knuckles they're gonna, they're gonna have like stuff on netflix they're gonna have all this stuff and yet the one thing they just can't do is video games which is which is kind of funny where it came from. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, looked, it looked half-baked. It, it looked like they probably started on it, and then, they, then the pandemic happened, and then they just never went back to work on it. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it was just like, like they've been working on it for five years. So, you, um, wow. It, it just shows <laughs> it shows how terrible of a developer Sega is. And my part of thoughts on, on, on uh, this fiasco, this disappointment, I haven't played it yet, but it looks sorry to me. Is that Sega? Sega has put itself in a horrible box where it didn't define really what Sonic was in 3D and stick to it. And so now they made so many different type of 3D Sonic games that everybody kind of they have a, a fragmented fan base. And some people like the Blue Sonic, some people like Adventure Sonic. They they have all these little fandoms. So anytime they come out with a new game, everybody but the um. Uh, that little niche they're catering to is upset. So they put themselves in this box. They need to really sit down and take Sonic seriously and give him like a real uh, um, next generation outing or a reimagining. And I don't think Frontiers yeah. is it. It has mm-hmm. a it has a barren um, third world uh, open world. It looks whack. It literally um, looks like the Frontiers. It it's, it's yeah. it, it looked like right. it looked like Death Stranding. But um, <laughs> but put a little of Zelda paint on it, and there yeah, you it got some little ambient music. It's like this ain't even Sonic. Sonic's um, music is a beat, fast, exciting. That's the best part of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I sit and here he, and I'm like, you know, looking at the IP Sega has, you know, instead of ruining Sonic, they could just like me, uh, you know, for example, Skies of Acadia. 
bring that back or bring yeah. back golden axe bring back no. jet set radio no alter beast or something like that leave something. all that alone leave my childhood alone <laughs> if you can't do sonic right they ain't gonna do none of them again i would love to see a new space harrier that'd be awesome in this world everybody would be talking about illuminati because that game is freaky as hell mm. um it would be tight to have another space harrier too but they would they would ruin it so hey duke you want to say something before you get about here oh yeah i hope the game is actually decent but you know knowing sega and it's um you know history it's not going to be that it's going to be half decent so uh just uh keep your expectation expectations very very low just anything above a six you should be celebrating <laughs> Damn. All right, dude. Thank you for joining us, man. Have a good one. Appreciate it, dude. All right, bro. Peace. All right, so that was Sonic Frontiers. Um, that um, man, that, that dumpster fire. Yeah, it does. Um, you know what? But the name is the name is appropriate. It definitely like the frontier. Literally, like literally. Like, or they try to warn us. Trails. They try to warn us. Yeah. They say Sonic but, cities. Well, <laughs> frontiers is not just land. It it assumes that there's something to do. And uh, I think that's an assumption that's that's a little <laughs> that's too big of an assumption when I look at that game. Um, but my part in thoughts for today's episode is is uh is uh I think that I'm gonna touch on the whole hip hop situation. I personally think that a lot of people, I think like Latinos and Jamaicans, partly Latinos, they want to take over hip hop. Because I feel like there's some cognitive dissonance going on. Because if we be a real Latino culture hates black people, they hate the black people in their country, they hate oh, the yeah. black people here. They 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 cannot these Latin cultures cannot say they like black people. But when you listen to the black music, you're getting a black American lineup, which is real. They uh, real black, we have our own lineups. You're getting that, you listening to our music, you talking like us, you walking like us. He got that cognitive dissonance because you're like, I'm emulating black people. I'm listening to their music. I'm talking like them and all that. Um, But I don't really like black people. So reclaiming that, claiming that culture to them allows them to say, oh, no, we have a part of hip hop. So that when they emulate it, they can say, no, we're emulating our own culture. So I think this is a way for them to deal with the cognitive dissonance and that's why they're trying to tickle it's a mental health thing that they're trying to do for their collective cognitive dissonance and i like that black americans are giving people smoke for doing that black ice is itching to say something i I, I already already know he's coming with the smoke yeah yeah go ahead bro I'll, i'll say this I believe that sometimes we just give uh, these different, what you said was a phenomenal observation. Cause I do believe, I mean, not I believe, you're able to observe that within the Latino community, there is a lot of uh, hate for the black people within their countries as well as just overseas, which is going to include black Americans, of course. Um, so I do believe that there is some dissonance as far as that. But uh, uh, me personally, I'm getting to a point where Anybody with a white supremacist mindset, to me, you're white. And one thing I'm not going to do is go back and forth with somebody with a white uh, supremacist mindset. Of course, you put the truth out there and let the truth speak for itself. It doesn't need uh, a a month-long campaign trail to speak for itself. You know, let it be one and done, and then we're able to move on to other topics that are 
uh, more pressing, like the fact that black folk are being used within the hip hop industry that uh, has been created. So uh, I would say those are my part part of thoughts on that. For me, man, like I say, take the fight to the source. The only reason this conversation even the fact that it's just a discussion right now is because we don't own it. Mm-hmm. If we own it, this wouldn't even be a conversation. So, so me instead of fighting these other people who try to claim it, which they can't, because like I said, it's well documented. Right. I already take the fight to the ones who actually own our work and reclaim that. If you actually work, because you actually own it, it, they kill the whole conversation because we own it. And they give a, a platform to the Buster Rhymes. Exactly. Yeah, but since people control any of it, that's how these conversations run rapid. So, like, to me, like, so, like, fighting over it, fight, fat Joe, Buster Rhymes, to me, it's a waste of time unless you go to the source to kill it off. Like, kill a snake and cut off the head. Yeah. And that's in my opinion on it. Well, that's a great opinion. And, Akis, you said you don't care um, if you're if you're a white supremacist, you're white. And, and I don't want to harp on that point, but um, just, like, what people got to realize is Latino is an ethnicity. And then, like, what someone oh, said, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican, that's a nationality. I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to everybody else. Oh, yeah. Like, Puerto Rico is Puerto Rico, Puerto Rican is a nationality. Latino is an ethnicity. And within these groups, there's a bunch of different races. And so, a lot of times we'll say, oh, they're Puerto Rican, they're black. That is not true. There's white Puerto Ricans. White Puerto mm-hmm. Ricans control everything. There's white Dominicans. There's right. white people in all these different nations that nice run goodness. it. And and the black people venerate those white people in those countries. A lot of mm-hmm. that's why a lot of these countries you don't even see them identify with blackness. They try to run from blackness. And then they right. come over here and try to try to run game on us and be like, I'm black like you, but it's like, no, you're running from everything black. If you call yourself Latino, especially if you look like me, you are confused. Because if I said I was British, y'all niggas will look at me like I was crazy. If I said, oh no, I'm not black, I'm Anglo-Saxon, you would be right. like, you are confused, but y'all running around here calling y'all what Julius Caesar was. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Julius Caesar was Latin. A, I'm sorry, a, Ju, Julius Caesar right. was, uh, was Latin. Augustus Caesar was Latin. You are a subject of the Spanish Empire. And with that, I'm going to give you some jazz music. It was a pleasure. Have a great day.